Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk? Today, we're going to talk about Antrim's voting machines, ASOG analytics on Dominion machines, election status, Supreme Court Plus, and We the People Rise Up. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. And hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. I think I said this last Monday, by the time I get to this show on Monday morning, I cannot wait to tell you all the stories that things have happened and really talk about them uh, in the election cycle of 2020 and just overall in America. But I wanna focus on this first five today about what happened in Michigan. You likely know that Michigan is one of the states where there is just a great dispute about who actually won the presidential election on November 3rd. Many allegations of serious both vote fraud and election fraud. Vote fraud being dead people voting, running same ballots through over and over, and then election fraud being the electronic kind, the manipulation of voter tabulation software or vote switching. And so there has been great dispute in Michigan. So there was an a, uh, on election night or the next day, there was a, a, gl a glitch, glitch that was seen by some people in Antrim County. Essentially, somehow, magically, their machines flipped 6,000 votes took them away from Trump and gave them to Biden. And there was, of course, then, you know, uh, some people observing it and calling it, say, raising questions. And the explanation given was, oh, it was just a glitch, just a glitch, uh, oopsie daisy, you know, we, we switched it back, all done. But people who are actually informed and concerned about election integrity in America continued pressing. And ultimately, uh, there was an effort to have the Dominion voting machines used in Antrim County, Michigan, to have them forensically analyzed by actual experts to look at that those machines and say, what happened here? What can we tell post-election? What can we tell about what happened to these voting machines? Now, you would think in an arena, in a time, in an era where there's so much deep suspicion about election fraud in this country that elected officials, whichever party they were, would actually be thinking, I want to get to the bottom of this. Let's figure out the truth. So in Michigan, an effort, actually a, a piece of litigation, a complaint filed by a citizen and um, this uh, gentleman uh, named Mr. Bailey in Michigan uh, he said he wanted to have a review, a forensic review of the Dominion voting machines used in Antrim, Michigan. So, uh, he, so he goes forward you know, with his litigation. Uh, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, Dana Nessel, a woman, uh, and Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, both of these women have been out there repeatedly mocking and criticizing anyone who claims there was any kind of election fraud in the Michigan presidential election of 2020. Uh, you know, claiming over and over, my gosh, it was bad, everything was great, best election ever, no worries, everything is clean. Over and over, they actually opposed the original order to have the machines analyzed, the machines in Antrim County, Michigan, analyzed in connection with litigation filed by Mr. Bailey. Uh, and then uh, when the results had, were, were submitted, you know, the, uh, the uh, machines were actually analyzed, 
by the same group that is run by the gentleman who's been on this show numerous times, Russ Ramsland, the organization based here in Dallas, Texas, the acronym is ASOG, A-S-O-G, Allied Security Operations Group. That group sent in their guru experts, their actual cybersecurity experts, to analyze the Dominion machines and came back with a report. Here's what we found. And those same two elected officials in Michigan, again, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel and Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, both opposed opposed in court to the judge the uh, idea of an order releasing the outcome of the inspection of those machines. I want you to ask, actually email me if you can think of a good reason, a legitimate reason why the Attorney General and the Secretary of State of Michigan would oppose having a court release the results of an expert review of the Dominion voting machines in Antrim County. There's no good explanation. There's no good argument. But these two elected officials opposed. Last night I was in touch with Russ Rams and saying, gee, I sure love to know what happened. Anyway, end of the day, those uh, results were released and that's what we're gonna talk about in the next segment today. But I wanna close out the first five. There's just so much we could talk about in the show today. There's so much to cover. I wanna close out the first five by saying this. We are in a battle in this country, not just to get to the honest result of what happened in the November 2020 elections and who actually won the presidential race in every state, but most certainly in these states which are now the subject of so much litigation. As the American people, we have a right to know who won. The taxpayers in Michigan who pay for all of the election system, pay for the people who work there, pay for the administration of the election, they have the right to know if the election system was fraudulent, if the voting machines somehow flip votes, they have the right to know that. But all across America, there are now millions of Americans rising up, realizing we are watching the ongoing attempted theft of this election. We are watching before our very eyes, the ongoing attempted theft of the presidential election by the American left and by others. We talk about who's behind this, but to put Biden into office when he clearly did not win. This is what the effort is. And what's so interesting among the many aspects we'll try to hit on throughout the show is this. If you only read, you know, alleged mainstream media, which is really left-wing media, if you only read you know, CNN, MSN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, if you only read New York Times uh, and Washington Post, and actually in many left-wing outlets on the internet, you will see the same phrase used over and over and over, which is, to the effect, Trump supporters continue trying to overturn Biden's victory. So that's the first flaw, overturn Biden's victory. Biden doesn't have a victory yet. He doesn't have a victory yet. So they try, they say, try to overturn Biden's victory. And then the second clause you see over and over and over in all these outlets is, and these claims persist despite there's absolutely no evidence of vote fraud or election fraud. All these outlets throw that in there and throw that in. There's no evidence, uh, even after further investigation, no evidence of fraud, no evidence whatsoever. So if you are an American citizen 
and you just only happen to be uh, familiar with or only read left-wing media or listen to left-wing media, you actually do wonder what in the world is going on uh, in our country? How could these Trump supporters be so hysterical that they're demanding Trump win when everyone knows Biden won, Trump's trying to turn it over, and no election of vote fraud. This is no evidence of vote fraud. This is what people who are uninformed think. They not only think it kind of in the abstract, they think it with passion. I'm getting very ugly emails from people who are angry about my coverage on this show and in my weekly newsletter about the idea that election fraud occurred in the 2020 election in spades, in, in massive volume. I'm getting complaints from people for talking about it. And I actually end up having a conversation uh, with um, several conversations over the weekend um, with two different Republican women friends, one in California, one in uh, New York, both of whom don't happen to read conservative media at all. And they both were saying the same thing. What are you even talking about? Why are you even talking about election fraud? Biden won. You know, um, I didn't like it, but hey, he won. Get over it. Because if they don't listen to anything other than uh, their liberal left-wing media, they don't even know what's happening in this country, which is a whole other aspect of, of, of this problem in America, is that we have left-wing media in this country marching to the drumbeat of their predetermined decision, Biden is going to win, and we're going to announce it, and we're going to silence and smother anybody who is trying to bring the truth out. So we have that huge problem in this country with people ignorant, but I will tell you, my friends, we have a growing number of even more mainstream Republicans who are realizing the vast, vast, the breadth, the depth, the scope of this massive effort to steal the 2020 election, and they are having none of it. They are going to fight, and that's my theme for the show today. We need to have patriots understand now's the time to fight, now's the time to challenge, to pursue every possible legal action to stop this election fraud. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. So I said this rather, so I want to talk about the uh, ASOG analytics um, on Dominion machines. And I have to tell you, people, that this is a, um, you know, this idea that a judge in Michigan um, had to order, um, literally had to, had to make an order permitting the assessment of the, uh, the Dominion voting machines in Antrim County. And the judge had to overcome the opposition of the Democrat Michigan Attorney General and Secretary of State, both trying to argue to him that he should not allow the, the forensic an analysis of the Dominion voting machines to be released to the public. Again, no reason, there is no reason that anyone who wants truth to come out would oppose having these results put out to the public. The reason they oppose it is because they know exactly what happened and they are they don't like what's eventually going to happen when they realize when the American people realize it. But I want to spend a quite a bit of time talking about what Allied Security found in these Dominion machines because there is a lot of uh, talk out there politically about kind of in the abstract, you know, well, you know, big numbers and vote fraud and election fraud and theft and these. And I think that uh, if you, now we have on my show, we've had Russ Ramsland on my show. Uh, and again, recently, I think a week ago, Monday, a week, week ago today or two weeks ago today, who is running through exactly how the fraud works 
the electronic manipulation of voter data uh, software, how the fraud works, how they can prove it, what evidence they have. He's run through all that. But I really want to tell you, this is, this is you know, breaking today what ASOG found because the judge finally overruled the objections of the Democrat Michigan Secretary of State and Attorney General and said, you know what, we're putting this out there for the people to see. The people get to understand what happened. So this, on my, this report by Allied Securities Operations, I will tell you, it's available in full on my website, americacanwetalk.org, americacanwetalk.org. On the homepage, under shows, drop down. Uh, actually, this is available as a blog post on my website, americacanwetalk.org. On the homepage, you see blog, click on it. It's the first one that comes up, Allied Security Operations Group. Um, and I actually just want you to urge you to read this yourself. It's in plain English. It's not complicated. It's not in, you know, cybersecurity guru language that you can't understand. Plain English. I cannot urge you strongly enough to actually read it. Let me just tell you a few of the highlights. First, I'll tell you the summary they came to. We conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposefully designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results. The system intentionally generates an enormously high number of ballot errors. The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication. I'm gonna explain more of this in a moment. The system intentionally generates an enormously high number of ballot errors. The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication. The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency, and the worst, my friends, no audit trail. The machine, uh, we'll get to the details of what they mean, but generates a huge, inordinately high number of, oh, can't seem to read this ballot, put that over there, uh, in the other column here, not in the uh, counted ballot, um, but, but uh, ballots that are transferred for adjudication, and then they're sent over to to be adjudicated for someone to look at and say, oh, I think this looks more like a Biden victory. Who, who knows? Biden victory again. What do you know? Anyway, uh, the intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots, no oversight, no transparency, no audit trail. This leads to voter or election fraud. Based on our study, we conclude that the Dominion voting system should not be used in Michigan. We further conclude that the results of Antrim County should not have been certified. They have all sorts of information on here. And in fact, they talk about that big vote flip I mentioned uh, in the first five or I mentioned a minute ago about how all of a sudden 6,000 votes just flipped on election night from um, Trump and given over to Biden. And they're talking about why. And they're saying it was not, it wasn't a flip. It was, um, you know, that was not really a result of a human error. It was occurred because the machine error is built into the voting software designed to create error. They call out the Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's statement, November 6, that the correct results were always worrying and continue to be reflected in the tab tapes. No, false. But here, here's a couple of things, uh, specifics you can repeat to your friends. Get this report, share it with your friends who still think that the Trump supporters are making a fuss for no reason. The allowable election error rate, allowable election error rate established by the Federal Election Commission guidelines is one in every 250,000 ballots. So that, you know, the norm should be if you have a halfway decent electronic voting machine, you should not, you should have, have an error rate 
of no more than one in every 250,000 ballots, which is in a percentage point 0.0008. The error rate on the Dominion voting system machines used in Antrim County, error rate 68.05. Far over half of the ballots were subjected to an error, not the error rate permitted by the FEC of zero, I'm mean point zero 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 eight, but actually the error rate in the, these machines, 68.05. Therefore, all by itself, election is not certifiable. I mean, some of this is a little more detailed, a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit dry to read, um, but what they talk about the idea that the system is set up to classify ballots into two categories, normal ballots and adjudicated ballots. So when they send large numbers into adjudicated, then they have ballots that are showing up in the, uh, to be adjudicated. Someone takes a look at them, and then, you know, whoever that someone is said, oh, I think it looks like a, I don't know, a Biden or a Trump vote. So you have that happen. But they also have in these, uh, this, um, this system, which is just simply uh, mind-blowing, um, the computer system shows vote adjudication logs. So now they're, they used to have in the system a, a, a log showing vote adjudication, like you, these ballots got sent to the adjudicated ballots file, and those are then analyzed significantly. You have to, you, you can't, I mean, this is like, it's, it's mind-blowing. The computer system shows vote adjudication logs for prior years, for other elections, but all adjudication log entries for the 2020 election cycle are missing. Please process that. All these ballots, an inordinately high percentage, 68.5, whatever I just said, put into the adjudicated ballot pile, and the adjudication log entries for all the 2020 election cycle are missing. So you can't figure out what they looked at, what they decided. On top of that, all server security logs, you know, the, these um, servers, these are, you know, they're using servers to process the electronic voting. All server security logs prior to 11.03 p.m. on November 4th are missing. And that combined with something they said earlier in the report, this means all security logs for the day after the election, on election day, and prior to election day, all security logs and all these computers in Antrim County, Dominion Voting Machine servers, all of the security logs are gone. I don't know why I'm just complaining about that, but you can't even assess the security logs because they're gone. Who knew? Who, we'll never know who hacked in, who changed what because all security logs are gone. This is a, honestly, people, I'm reading just, just bits and pieces. This is a basically 22-page uh, report, plain English, laid out, and I'm just giving you some highlights. But I want you to understand, they didn't just find that a few minor errors happened. They didn't just find a small number of glitches that everyone expects a few. They found not only that a the you know if you call it algorithm whatever you call it the number of votes that don't get counted but that get sent over to the adjudication pile was astronomically higher it's supposed to be below one percent get sent to adjudication but it's at 
in this case, and it's just one county, just one county. And it only came to the attention of this plaintiff and eventually the courts because somebody filed a lawsuit and said, hey, wait a minute, look at these 6,000 votes. But what this report shows is not just that things were, were, is a foul election in Antrim County, it shows the capacity for the Dominion voting machines and the servers they rely on. It shows the capacity for them to be corrupted and that they were corrupted. Please understand, Michigan is pushing to certify the election for Biden. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about the vote machines that don't work. They don't want to hear about crazy anomalies. They don't want to hear about testimony. No matter how much testimony comes forward, they don't want to hear it. They want to certify the election for Biden. But the other thing, other there's tons of stuff in here. I can't read it all, but I think it's important to understand another little piece of this that was, uh, I thought, rather rather um, amazing. They had uh, the number of... Um, Registered voters remains a constant, so they had they had to count down votes tabulated um, uh, on three different days. Now the election closes November third, and that's election day. So that's you know, election day plus that piles in all the elect the early votes. So here's election day, November third. They have three dates in which the votes were tabulated. One November third, again counted on the fifth, again counted on the twenty-first. So they had you know, the same number of registered voters. These aren't necessarily who voted, but the same number of registered voters. But the number of votes cast uh, changes significantly. They had a, uh, I mean, they, <laughs> I, you know, they had a 16,000 something votes cast. And then on November 3rd, they're counting. And then November 5th, uh, oh, no, it's 18,000 cast. Uh, and then they're back down on the 21st. Now it's 16,000, not the same 16,000 number, but another one. And then they have total votes are present, numbers changing each of the three times. Again, we in America can send a man to the moon. We can walk on the moon. We can send rockets out everywhere. We can do all sorts of amazing things. We can find election software, election machines, or even paper ballots where you have a paper ballot and a number two pencil and you fill in the thing and, and you leave it in the, at the election central and then you have that those ballots counted by a team of made up of both Democrats and Republicans and you count them by hand. We may just have to go to that in this country because our systems in this country are so rife with not just minor mistakes, but the capacity to manipulate votes and we're going to probably talk more about this report. I just urge you, I cannot urge you strong enough to go read it, to understand what these people found. No wonder the Michigan Attorney General and Secretary of State were trying to keep this hidden. Again, read this on our website at americacanwetalk.org. The very top blog on the homepage is this, is the link to all of this, uh, the ASOG report. So here we are uh, in the, the analytics of these Dominion machines, showing us not only that they're fraud is possible, but that showed they, how they did it and that it did occur in just one county. Now, if you're an election administrator or the Secretary of State or the Attorney General in Michigan and you read this today, shouldn't you be out with a public statement saying, you know what, as a matter of fact, now that we see this, you know, we had no idea, we thought it was fair, we are calling for a massive audit of every Dominion voting machine in Michigan. Frankly, every voting machine. You would want if you were an actually honest elected official, an elected official with integrity, you would want to get to the truth 
of what happened in this election cycle. I'm going to predict that no one in Michigan is going to jump up and down and say, hey, let's get out there and, and really do a serious uh, analysis, really get a forensic analysis done on all the rest of the machines. You're not going to hear for that. You're going to try. You're, I'm sure that they'll, they'll even they'll either start down the path of claiming this is invalid, or they have it, their own expert who said none of this is true. I mean, they don't want to. It, it's a you know, it's like a, a kettle of fish. It's you know, open the Pandora's box. Once they allow the public to become aware, and they were trying like all, with all they could to prevent the public awareness, but now public awareness is here, and it's not only true in Michigan, my very fine friends, these are the same machines, the same Smartmatic software, all over this country on election day. This is why you're starting to see more and more people on election day saying uh, about ele election 2020, we have to fix this, we have to get the truth. By the way, Trump is out there, God bless that man for fighting. Trump is out there tweeting. Um, I don't think I sent these tweets to Matt the Wonderful, but he's out there tweeting um, about the election. Today is you know, the famous December 14th Electoral College. Um, and by the way, Electoral College isn't a college, obviously, and they don't meet in person. I mean, the Texas electors are in Austin, our capital in Texas, the electors are there, but a huge thing's happening here on election day. Breaking news out of Nevada, GOP electors cast their ballot for Trump. Nevada, allegedly, was won by Biden. And again, very serious allegations of election fraud. But this is happening now in three states. On this Electoral College Day, three states are saying you have dual, they call it dueling electors. You have the GOP electors in Nevada saying we're voting for Trump because that's who won our state. And so in three other, in two other states, that is happening. Uh, these are just, this is the mess the Democrats did not want to open up. The, the you know, country didn't want to open up. That's a huge thing because what you're starting to see in America is more and more backbone by average Joe Americans saying, hey, we're not going to permit this fraud to continue. We're not going to put in place a president elected in a fraudulent election who wasn't really elected, we're not going to allow election fraud to stand. Other things that are really great on Electoral College Day today um, uh, is that there was a, uh, Donald Trump had put a tweet out. Um, it says, uh, I'm going to just quickly read uh, Trump's tweet from today, or from yesterday. Swing states have found massive voter fraud. He says, swing states that have found massive voter fraud, which is all of them, cannot legally certify these votes as complete and correct without committing a severely punishable crime. He's raising the specter of criminal prosecution for states putting forward electors who are going to elect when there is, uh, as he says, ma evidence of massive voter fraud. Massive voter fraud. He says it's a, it's a severely punishable crime. Everybody knows that dead people, below-aged people, illegal immigrants, fake signatures, prisoners, um, he goes on, and many others voted illegally, machine glitches, he puts glitches, and puts in parenthesis another word for vote, uh, for um, fraud, ballot harvesting, non-resident voters, fake ballots, stuffing the box. He refers to Detroit, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and elsewhere. All the swing states cases, far more votes than are necessary. He's basically saying, I won, and I demand that this system in America fix it. Uh, I demand that in this system um, in America, uh, we fix this problem. So Trump is out there um, not willing to put up with this, um, not willing to, um, to just tolerate it. I mean, honestly, I think most other 
elected officials, most other presidents in America's history would have just, would have just um, surrendered to it, but not the Donald. Okay, so I do want to mention, um, there was a, uh, I, I ran about that, that ASOC thing, I cannot urge you strongly enough, the election is not over, it's still not over, and we are getting to the point, we've simply got to um, try to resolve the, um, whatever happened in this, um, in this election. I do want to actually, I sent Matt the wonderful a um, clip, um, and I want to just, I'm going to turn to my next topic. I called it, I um, um, can't even remember what I called it. I called it uh, election status of the SCOTUS um, Plus. I want to talk about election status. And one thing I mentioned was um, in the state of, and this was the state, I'm going to find the right little clip here. I think it was in Wisconsin. I want to have you, uh, I want to have you, Matt the Wonderful, play this clip uh, that is saying um, that in Wisconsin, this is a hearing, a Zoom hearing with this Wisconsin Supreme Court uh, in which one of the judges is commenting um, about the case being brought in her state alleging election fraud. Come forward today and start just using, throwing out allegations of fraud with zero evidence. What whatsoever, what is America? It is not self-government. I'm sorry, it is self-governance. It is not governance from a king. And what you want is you want us to overturn this election so that your king can stay in power. And that is so un-American. And for you to say that anyone in Wisconsin engaged in fraud, for you to perpetuate that fallacy on the people of Wisconsin and the people of the United States and America in what has been called the most significant election in our lifetime is nothing short of shameful. I believe that this country was founded on the principle of the rule of law. Okay, that lady later in the hearing, um, she, she actually got teary. That's a judge. That's a judge on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And she's hysterical because someone is challenging the outcome of the election in Wisconsin. Someone is saying all this vote fraud, election fraud that we've been talking about that has been massively exposed. She's saying she's complaining to the lawyers who brought the litigation wanting to correct the election, wanting to get the right result. She's actually taunting them the lawyers and saying your only motive is because you want your king. She's actually saying you want your king. That's who that she's calling Trump the king, and she's taunting the lawyers. She later breaks down in tears. She's so angry at these Trump supporters. How dare they challenge this election? How dare they call into question the results of the uh, Wisconsin election? That's what she's and that's what she's basically arguing. And um, the reason I wanted to talk about that is, you know, when we talk in this show about all the different people that. Uh, seem to be involved in um, all the media out there putting out stories. I talked about them at the beginning where they, of the show where they say, you know, all the mainstream news outlets, uh, Trump supporters are hysterical. You know, they keep protesting the outcome. But then again, you know, um, uh, you know, there's no, um, uh, you know, there's no evidence of that. Every single thing we're looking at, there's no evidence at all. <laughs> that kind of news coverage, it goes on and on and on and on. That's why you have a judge in Wisconsin who, I mean, either she's a radical leftist and she hates Trump, but she doesn't care what, the, what happened in the election. She wants Trump out and Biden in. But it's actually equally likely that this judge in Wisconsin is so ill-informed that she, and she reads, you know, the New York Times and thinks she knows what day it is. And you have the people uh, in Wisconsin trying to call to her attention the election fraud, and she can't, she, she's, 
she's reacting to it as though she's being told that Martians, you know, came and voted for a Martian or something. She can't process, she can't even process the claims being placed in front of her because to her, she's seeing it through the window, the perspective of all these news outlets telling her all along, on and on and on and on and on, um, that there is, uh, you know, there's absolutely, uh, you know, telling her that everything's been fraudulent. She just thinks that all these people, including lawyers in front of her uh, court, must be, you know, sycophants, must be people who just love Trump so much and they're fighting for him. I, I mean, the whole thing is so flaming bizarre. But I want to play that because there is a consequence to what the media does in their lies about the election. There's a consequence when CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, New York Times, Washington Post, all the major news outlets keep on depicting everything about every complaint about election fraud as only due to far-right conspiracy theorists, only due to crazy people, only due to Trump sycophants. I mean, we know that leftists read their garbage and believe it, but actually, even this judge in Wisconsin, who knows what made her think that that was a reasonable thing to say in a what she knows is a recorded Zoom hearing, that she accuses a lawyer bringing a serious case before her court. She accuses the lawyer of trying to keep his king on the throne. I mean, it's the most juvenile, unprofessional language out of a judge, but it also reflects the efficacy, the power the media has to shape the views, because she probably actually thinks she's right. She thinks she's right. There's no proof of election fraud, so therefore, you know, pile on this poor joker who, um, you know, who brought all this up. But anyway, I, I want to hit that point, because I think it's really important to understand, you know, the, um, the consequence of what the media is doing. But I really want to get you today about where we are on all of this, um, you know, the kind of the election status and, and the, what happened to the Supreme Court. Um, to start with, we talked last week, of course, uh, numerous times, we talked extensively uh, about the fact that the United States Supreme Court uh, had a case in front of it uh, filed by the great state of Texas. Um, and it was, of course, um, you know, as you know, because you all follow the news, was dismissed on um, on Friday night by the by the Supreme Court, um, and the Supreme Court issued just kind of one liner saying that um, the state of Texas didn't have standing. That was the language. In fact, the entire Supreme Court order is like one page, even doesn't even fill a whole page. And basically, the justices found um, in their ruling, they found seven to two. So you only had Alito and Thomas dissenting, but the judges said essentially, and to back up. If you didn't pay attention, this is the state of Texas filed a case in Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court last Monday, a case of original jurisdiction as the Constitution provides, basically saying, you know, Texas, and then later joined by, I think it became 23 states or I mean, 28 states, whatever it was, and other states, we were deprived of our equal protection. I mean, there's more detail to it, but I want to make clear what they were arguing. Texas and Attorney General Paxson was arguing that because these other states failed to follow the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, which says only state legislatures can make law regarding how to conduct elections in their states. And you had the legislatures not making changes, but various election officials making changes 
in these other states, permitting late mail-in ballots, uh, mailing out massive number of mail-in ballots, changing procedures, changing rules, to uh, supposedly all due to COVID, that it resulted in massive vote fraud, which we're all looking at now, vote fraud and election fraud, and that those states' failure to follow the Constitution, which says only the legislatures can fix, um, can change election law, that Texans and everyone else in these states that did follow the law, uh, that we were deprived of our equal protection. And it was a case, as the Constitution provides, of original jurisdiction, which means you don't have to go through trial court, appellate court, and then the Supreme Court. You bring the case flat out, first, you know, first time you bring it to court, to the Supreme Court, and, and because it's a, a litigation between the states, and the argument was that the Supreme Court uh, needed to be asking the uh, states that permitted all of this uh, change in their election procedures without the legislature approving it. Basically, I had to ask them, what the heck is up? Why did you do this? How is this justified? Well, the Supreme Court, in my terms, punted. The Supreme Court, for whatever reasons you want to attribute to it, the Supreme Court ruled, they said that there, there was lack of standing, which isn't even true, but lack of standing under Article 3 Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest, judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. That's the whole thing. And that all the pending motions are therefore dismissed. Alito and Thomas dissented. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is this. I think that all these, uh, you know, pundits and would-be, you know, legal experts immediately pontificated about how, well, that was really a great thing that the Supreme Court did that because, you know, we wouldn't want to be sued by California um, in the Supreme Court, having California complain about Texas's laws on abortion or capital punishment or all sorts of other issues. You can't have courts, you can't have states suing each other in Supreme Court because they don't like each other's laws. And they, they were trying to say that that's what Texas and the other 28 states who joined in, that's what they really did. And I want to correct that falsity. That is not what Texas said. It is not what the other states who joined in said. What those states were saying was that if you don't have the Constitution protected, because the Constitution says the legislatures and not some random election official or whoever else in the states made all these changes without permission of the legislature, you're allowing the other states to make changes in their laws inconsistent with the Constitution, and it, it resulted in the vote fraud that essentially stole the election, in this case, from the great state of Texas, where we followed the law, we didn't do all this garbage that the other states did. So I want to, there was a, a piece on our website, americacanwetalk.org, um, where we go through kind of the, the detailed legal arguments about why it is uh, a very serious, um, serious problem that the Supreme Court, it's like they almost intentionally ignored the issue. Because it's not true what they said that we, Supreme Court absolutely was presented with a judicially cognizable interest um, on, by Texas. Not having Texas dictate, you know, we didn't, Texas didn't file something saying, hey, you shouldn't have such a long early voting period, or you should allow early voting because we do, you should. It was nothing like that. The complaint was about the Constitution itself and the failure of the states to follow it. 
Anyway, some argument, some discussion about whether the case may get refiled with President Trump as a plaintiff. I don't know how that's even going to happen, but it's being talked about. But I urge you to understand my, my net of this is Supreme Court punted. They decided that, and that, this is my opinion, I don't know these people, they might be very nice people, all this, but you know, you had the three allegedly conservative justices uh, up, upon whom uh, many conservatives in the country were relying, Amy Coney Barrett, Justice Kavanaugh, and Justice Gorsuch, you know, the only other conservatives who ever even remotely tried to follow the Constitution on the Supreme Court, and they went with the Democrat majority I know you're not supposed to have political parties attached to Supreme Court justice, but you had the four, and, and now, frankly, which includes, unfortunately, Justice Roberts, the four left-wingers, we never followed the Constitution, we make up stuff as we go along, faction of the court, and you had, unfortunately, uh, Amy Coney Barrett and Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch go along with them. But I will tell you something, there are other cases pending before the Supreme Court, and it's really, really important to understand what they are, um, and I will tell you briefly, Sidney Powell, announced last Friday that she has now four cases pending before the Supreme Court, four cases in which she is talking about asking the Supreme Court to, uh, to order, she essentially asked them to order um, the states of Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona to decertify their election results. She's saying, based on the fraud that we all are now seeing, she, Sidney Powell, has an emergency request to the Supreme Court asking the justices, uh, justices to order officials in Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona to decertify their election results based on fraud. The certification step of you know, letting the votes happen in your state and then the state has to certify their electors this is where we, we talked earlier, this is where Nevada is, and three other states now have competing electors because the electors don't want to go, some of them want to go along with who they can see actually won. They don't want to participate in the fraud. I, I mean, it, it's a big election mess. The main thing I want you to take away from this is that the election is not over. The election is not over for president. There are many avenues left. I'm telling you, no matter what the Electoral College does today, even if the Electoral College you know, meeting, such as it is, happens today, and you have, uh, if you have Biden get to 270 Electoral College votes, that's supposed to be the end of the game. It's not. It's not the end. Sidney Powell, obviously, her emergency petition on Friday, um, given I didn't hear that the Supreme Court ruled otherwise, I'm assuming they did not issue an order that those states could not certify. But I really want to make sure, um, you know, I, I'm going to, I keep talking about trying to hit on um, the larger questions we face in this election cycle instead of just, um, you know, in, instead of just running through the details day to day to day. But, and I guess I'll do it right now. In this election in 2020, it came to light for most Americans for the first time in the, in the, you know, as we watched the, the, the elections on November 3rd and we watched the bizarreness of on election night having these swing states where everyone knows in elections, you know, sadly, California probably goes Democrat, Florida goes Republican, Texas goes Republican, all these swing states which seem to decide things. And everyone's watching election night and saw that the counting as Trump was way up, clearly on his path to a second term, you had the, the voting shut down, the counting shut down, 
and then you had a massive pile of mail-in ballots dumped into those states and all of a sudden lo and behold you wake up the next morning and who knew Biden won all of them so Americans saw that and then they saw the kind of massive electronic election fraud that ASOG and Russ Ramsland have been talking about for two years. This, isn't, this election cycle is not new for ASOG and Russ Ramsland in terms of watching election fraud happen electronically. They brought it up in 2018, the great state of Texas, right here in Dallas County, where there are obviously bizarre, inexplicable results. And they began this deep dive into Dominion voting systems and deep dive. It wasn't Dominion in Texas. It was, I think, ES&S, wherever the company was, Smartmatic Software. The deep dive into realizing how completely insecure a voting system is, how easily hackable it is, and how, once hacked, votes can be changed. And actually, in Texas, I should back up and say in Texas, when the Dominion voting machines were being pitched to the great state of Texas, whether we would use those, buy those, Texas looked at them three times, turned down Dominion voting system machines as unreliable, as too vulnerable, and the statement by our attorney general at the time was a 16-year-old with a cell phone could hack in to a Dominion voting machine. We, America is waking up now in 2020 to what Russ Rams and ASOG were aware of in 2018, and actually what they've uncovered now going back all the way back to 2002, which is when America flipped from paper ballots to electronic voting machines, we opened the Pandora's box. We opened the gate for massive fraud, and we've been watching fraud ever since. It's that serious. And so in 2020, it came to more people's attention because people began to be very suspicious of the election results that we were watching. And then on top of that, you had you have the results we just finally were able to talk about today with uh, Antrim County, Michigan, and all of the ways in which the, the, the potential for fraud was built in to the system and used in Michigan. And then we had, as you heard on my show a few days, last week we had Patrick Byrne on one day, who was talking about the entire Smartmatic software came from Venezuela, was created to allow Hugo Chavez to cheat to allow Hugo Chavez, who actually wanted to have the Smartmatic software created, to allow him to steal the election he was going to lose. It was a referendum election in 2003 where he could see he was going to lose because of polling, and he actually enabled the entire Smartmatic election software process to be used in Venezuela to bring about a complete flipping. The polling was telling him he was losing 60-40, and lo and behold, he gets Smartmatic software, voting tabulation software in, in use in Venezuela, and who knew he won 60-40? But the American people are waking up to this, and my friends, this election theft could not be more consequential in America. It's not just getting to the right result in 2020 and refusing to honor the election fraud we're all watching. It's not just that. It is so much deeper. It is whether we as a country have the will, have the determination, the backbone, the relentlessness to continue fighting in the face of 
The states are now saying they're certifying, we're done, we don't want to hear about it, they're trying to ignore the challenges, trying to ignore the information that's being presented to them. The states that are now saying, as you saw in Michigan, trying to fight against the people of Michigan being able to know what happened in their own election. They're very elected officials saying, we want to tell this judge, don't you dare release those results because the people might realize that we cheat all the time. It, is, it, is, it couldn't be more serious. We can't have fair elections in the future if we don't root out all of the corruption, all the dishonesty, and it's probably going to mean getting rid of electronic voting in America. Fine. If we have paper ballots, we have to count paper ballots, and it takes two weeks, we can live with this. Because we're long past two weeks now from the November 3rd elections, still don't have an answer, except what the media tries to coronate Biden and say Biden won, we don't have an answer. So, I mean, this just, it, it's, it's just impossible to overstate. Okay, I want to, um, there's a lot more things going on in the courts. I can't get into it all, but there's all sorts of petitions and, and cases being filed. Um, I'm going to, um, I, I want to turn to one last topic today uh, that relates to uh, where, where we are and, and how we fight. We do have litigation pending in the various states. We have cases before the Supreme Court. We have, you know, we, we have Sidney Powell fighting. We have uh, Rudy Giuliani and uh, Jenna Ellis and the lawyers for President Trump fighting. We have, you know, we have crowds gathering in the streets. But I will tell you that getting this rooted out, I'm on my last topic for the day, but getting this rooted out is going to require that we, the people, rise up. You are watching. Even though if you've been watching the legislatures, you've been watching all the testimony, you've been listening to people coming forward, talking about that they saw, you know, ballots dropped in the middle of the night. You have testimony about people finding boxes of ballots, all pristine, supposedly mail-in ballots or machine ballots, pristine, never been through a machine, never been in the mail. And they have, and they have just one little perfect dot next to Biden and nothing else. You have state after state, affidavit after affidavit, people trying to speak up. And what you're hearing from the ruling class is, we don't want to hear about it. We don't want to talk about it. We want to be done. The only way, as my last topic for the day about we the people rising up, the only way we're going to get to resolution is if the people in this country rise up. That is what it is going to take. It's going to take the people in this country saying, we're not going to accept the election results, no matter what you say. We're going to have, and we're going to continue to have protests. We're going to continue to have legal challenges. And I, and I want to turn and talk a little bit about the rally in Washington on, um, on Saturday. It was December 12th. And I tell you, we, have, we, we live in the great state of Texas. We had, I had several friends who went to it. My husband and I did not go this time. We went to the November 14th one, but not this one. I want to play just a little bit. This is a tweet that Trump put out um, that he's, uh, this is the rally in Washington on December 12th. I'm going to show you a clip of that and then tell you why I think it's so important. Okay, people. That is Trump overhead in the helicopter. Okay, we can cut it off. 
What I wanted to tell you was that's in Washington. It was a massive rally. I'm sure some news outlets reported, you know, 10,000 people. It was in the millions. And those are people in Washington. My friends were there texting, sending pictures and videos. It was a massive rally. It was a massive outpouring of support for fair elections. It's support for Trump, but support for honest elections. And what you saw there, that helicopter that was President Trump, circling over the crowds, telling them thank you. It was very symbolic. And I'll tell you why I say that people have to rise up to win this, because it's much easier for the Supreme Court justices, again, the US Supreme Court justices, to duck the case, to reject the challenges, to just say, I, they don't wanna be in the middle of, you know, interfering with an election. They don't wanna be in the middle of deciding who won. They wanna leave it to the, you know, the states. That's how it's supposed to be. So they're gonna leave it to the state, electoral college. They don't wanna be in the middle of it. But my friends, they are the last resort they're the last resort before we get to very serious, serious times in this country. The reason I love those millions of people in the streets in Washington on Saturday is because the Supreme Court sees this. The Supreme Court sees, okay, we thought we ducked, we thought we punted, we thought, because I, I can imagine those Supreme Court justices thinking, you know, maybe if we go along with this, if we don't, you know, uh, interfere with this uh, fraudulent election, you know, maybe Biden won't pack the court. Maybe we'll be safe. Maybe we'll have a future. I, I just, I can't attribute honest motives. And I, I hate saying that. I truly do. And I, I truly do not want to say that. But the Supreme Court has got to realize that they, this is, we're on the cusp of history, the cusp of a massive, massive civil unrest in this country. If someone doesn't stand up and demand that the fraud in this election be exposed and the impact of that fraud be removed. We have to stand up because if we do not stand up, if we do not have people in the streets and that those people you saw in the streets, they're impacting the Supreme Court justices, they're impacting the, the circuit court judges, the district court judges, the state court judges, the electors, they're emboldening the legislators and the electors to say, the American people know what happened. We need you to stand up and do the right thing. Many people in elected office find it's easier to do the safe thing, that they're gonna choose the safe course. They, they see the bullying of Antifa, the bullying of the left, the mobs on the left, and they think, you know what? Let's just go ahead and certify for Biden because otherwise we might be, you know, we might suffer the wrath and the doxing and the attacks of the left. But what marches like that do? They send a signal to the Supreme Court and to the justices at every level of, of the courts in this country, state and federal, that the American people are not going to tolerate this fraud. They are not going to let this fraud go unchecked. They're not going to submit to election fraud. Love that rally. Um, there was a, another thing, another thing that um, from Trump. This is actually the Army-Navy game uh, happened on Saturday. This is just a brief clip. But you know, when you talk about, because I, you know, I've said many times, I'm going to say it again very quickly. I do not believe America is a 50-50 country. I do not believe that half of Americans actually want the radical Marxist left, which the Democrat Party has become. I believe the Democrat Party has driven away millions of former Democrat voters. 
because they embrace the radical left. They support Antifa. They support the Marxist Black Lives Matter violence. They, they support the destruction of the rule of law. They support defunding the police. They, they, the left has become a crazed Marxist movement in this country. Today's Democrat Party has. That's who they are. It's where they live ideologically. And therefore, they have driven millions of mainstream normal Americans away from the Democrat Party. America is not a 50-50 country with half the people hoping we can have the Marxists take over the Democrats are bringing and the other half who really like America and freedom. America is not that. America is more like an 80-20 or a 90-10 country, meaning most Americans, most Americans want the America of the founding. They want freedom. They reject socialism. They want secure borders. They reject globalism. They want a strong national defense. They reject letting America become submissive to the violent powers of this world and to the Chinese ongoing invasion of America. Americans want their country back. And in this election cycle, that's what they voted for, to get their country back, to push the left, to tell the left, we hate your defund the police mission. We reject your socialism. We reject your Marxism. We reject your globalism. We want our country free and strong and the freedoms of the Bill of Rights, the freedoms that our country was founded on, we want those. That's where the majority of Americans live and that's how they voted on election day. The left had to go a long way to cheat in this election cycle, and it's incumbent on patriots in this time to stand up and fight to get their country back. One last quick clip Matt the Wonderful has. This is um, of President Trump at the Army-Navy game. I just play a short clip of it, but he, the Army-Navy game was this weekend, so um, here, he, here he was. Okay, we can cut that off. I mean, I will tell you that many, many people of the game commented that the applause for President Trump was thunderous. Thunderous. Military people who love this country, they do not want the weakened America, the weakened military, the socialist mindset of the left, the Marxist agenda of the left, they don't want it. They want Trump leading America to be the free, strong country it was meant to be. That's why you saw that. And you know, I'm gonna have to leave it off for another day because I'm over my time, but I wanna talk a little bit uh, very soon uh, about, I, I had a segment at some point, we'll talk about the idea that many on the left try to dismiss support for President Trump by saying that Trump supporters are cult members, they have a cultish you know, mindset following Trump, they are sycophants, that they're just, it's all about Trump. And you know, Trump, and, and I reject that. And that's what I wanna talk about. It is, I mean, Trump won this election by a landslide and Americans need to do every conceivable thing legally and practically to bring about that result, to expose and reject the attempted theft of this election. Have to do everything they can think of. But it's not Trump as a cult figure. It's Trump as one of the few leaders in American history who has been willing to stand up against the ruling class elite, against the, the mob that is the American left, against the deep state, 
against the globalists, against the massive push in this world for globalism and Marxism and centralized control uh, taken away from countries and put in the hands of globalist ruling elites. All of that is an ongoing, um, it's, like, it's like a rolling wave in the world. Trump has been willing to stand up and say, no, America's not doing that. We are reasserting America. And what people who are supporting Trump so ardently are saying, it's not personally Trump, it is Trump the leader, Trump the person willing to stand up when almost everyone else, almost everyone else involved in elections in our time, including many Republicans in Congress, are perfectly willing to surrender. This is why the American people stand with Trump, because he stands up for America. At the close of every show, I tell you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So today, I had a lot to talk about, but we talked about Antrim's voting machines, why it matters to you. Antrim County in Michigan utilized Dominion Voting System equipment. The infamous 6,000 vote glitch discovered uh, in relation to vote on marijuana legislation, legalization, then discovered same glitch with presidential voting. Michigan state authorities, including the attorney general, sought initially to prohibit a full forensic audit of the Dominion machines. Why? And then after the audit complete, sought a court order to block public release of the results. No good reason exists. Those with nothing to hide, hide nothing, which was a great statement by Lynn Wood. ASOG audit results on Dominion machines used in Antrim now are publicly disclosed. And remember, Dominion machines were used throughout the U.S. There is no excuse for anyone anywhere to say there is no evidence of fraud. The fraud is overwhelming. And as ASOG analytics on Dominion machines revealed, federal standard for acceptable error rate on voting machines, one out of every 250,000 ballots. Actual error rate on Dominion machines in Antrim County, 68.5% or 171,250 ballots. And, but you know, no, nothing to see here, folks. No, no problems, nothing to see here. Massive transfer of Antrim ballots, over 80% into the adjudicated category, which is open to human and administrative alteration, and all audit trails and logs for the administrative actions are missing. Same phenomena noted in Georgia and Arizona. We conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposely designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results. That is a quote from the Allied Securities Operation Group, ASOG, from this report dated yesterday. The fraud is exposed. Now it's a question of what Americans will do about it. On the election status and the Supreme Court plus, dismissal of Texas case was a failure of moral courage and embarrassment of legal gibberish. Texas has standing to sue other states and the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction. The claims related to clear failures by other states to follow constitutional mandates. Seven justices ducked responsibility, hoped it will go away, and Americans won't notice. It won't go away, and Americans are noticing. Sidney Powell's lawsuits pending at the Supreme Court will not be dismissible for lack of standing. Their suits are brought in the name of presidential electors. This is great things. If those cases aren't there yet, they will be. Suits brought in the name of presidential electors who are directly harmed by the fraud. President Trump has warned fraudulent election results cannot be legally certified. Supreme Court cannot bury, ignore, or evade the truth. Americans are awake now. And on We the People Rise Up, and this is all we have left, people, is We the People Rising Up. One million plus Americans in Washington on November 14th, and the mainstream media ignores or lies about it. 
1.5 million Americans in Washington this past Saturday, December 12th, and the mainstream media ignores or lies about it. The American people are the sleeping giant, and they are now awake. Americans resolve to stop and reverse this fraud is not fading, is increasing. Enemies always misjudge and underestimate the righteous fury of the American people. They're doing it again, the 2020 election fraud attack. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, oh yeah, Flynn, was, he made a speech of that thing on Saturday, that March on Saturday, and he said when people ask him, you know, what, do you, what are the odds you give on 1 to 10 on whether President Trump will be re-inaugurated on January 20th, he said 10. Lieutenant General Flynn says 10 is a 1 in 10 measure of the likelihood of President Trump being re-inaugurated on January 20th, 2021. Lieutenant General Flynn understands the sleeping giant. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Tune in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. America, can we talk truth about America? Can you